Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. We are coming to you with another Tuesday Q&A where we are answering your questions. So today we have a question from Jenny do I have to count protein or can I just count calories? And another similar question from SirDip69, I'm afraid of just counting calories and not macros too. Macros feel harder and restrictive. So ladies, what is your advice? So Marcy, um, I will go first on this one. I would say, first of all, addressing the protein part of the equation. Um, If you have never, ever tracked your protein in your life, then it is going to be very hard for you to know whether or not you are hitting in anywhere near what you need to be. So what I often find with my own clients, and I think the ladies will probably back me up on this, is that very often when new clients start with us, they have very much underestimated how much protein they're actually eating. And so they are reporting in that they are, they think they're eating between 90 and 100. And actually when we start tracking and looking at it, they're actually only eating maybe around 25 or 30 grams. So quite a difference. So my advice would be, In the very beginning, I would say, yes, track your protein and get to know what a minimum amount of protein looks for you, looks like for you in like real food. And then over time, you, as you become more familiar with it, then the needs to actually track it um, kind of disappears because you'll be knowledgeable. So that would be my answer to that. I love that. I'll follow up with it um, just because I have a similar, similar advice, I guess. Um, but I think the awareness that you were talking about, Sarah, is key. Like you can't change what you don't know. So if you aren't currently tracking or just have no idea how much food you're eating or how much protein you're getting, then how do you know how to change it? Um, so what I have all of my clients do is track calories for at least a week. 
Um, they track everything that goes in their mouth from like condiments to sips of drinks to everything. So they can really be aware of what they're actually eating. And that gives us a starting point because we don't expect you to jump to 200 grams of protein, you know, like that's not realistic. So start where you are, figure out where you're at, and then figure out ways to add protein to that or to get your calories in check. So for my clients that struggle with protein, I think the biggest strategy there is uh, just increasing the portions at meals. So making sure that every meal that you eat has protein on it. Uh, so I like to just break up the plate into quarters. So a quarter of that plate should be protein. Um, and that's a great way to just increase a really easy way to, and it doesn't require a lot of stress um, or feeling like in this intimidating God, you know, God crazy uh, macronutrient. It's just protein. Um, and getting enough protein is also going to maintain your muscle mass when you're in a dieting phase. So you want to make sure that you prioritize getting enough protein so that when you're losing weight, it's primarily fat and not muscle. Um, so that would be, those would be my recommendations. Okay. Just like the rest of the ladies, I look at tracking as a tool and it is a very useful tool. I think it's specifically useful for most people across the board as education, as both of these ladies have said, so that you know what your diet now is typically like. You might not have any idea how many calories is in the sandwich you eat every day for lunch. So learning about that, learning about your energy needs, where you're at right now is really valuable. Past that point, I, I personally like people to track for about a month. Past that point, if a person doesn't want to track, there are many other tools you can use. It is one tool three that I have used very effectively with my clients who don't want to track. One is the precision nutrition hand measuring method. It works really well. It does the same thing that calorie tracking uh, to be in a calorie deficit would help you do. It helps you um, get proper portions so you're in a calorie deficit. It's a really good strategy. Another method I've used, um, my coach and mentor, Jordan Syatt, talks about this one. You have three plates, two snacks. So each plate, half a plate of vegetables, quarter of a plate of protein, quarter of a plate of pretty much whatever else you want, fats, carbs, whatever. And then you do that three times a day. The other two times a day you have a snack, fits in the palm of your hand, either a fruit, a vegetable, or a protein. That's another approach you can have if you don't want to track calories. Third approach is a habit-based approach. I have um, used Lean Habits by Georgie Fear with several of my clients to great success. She walks you through, through four core um, habit changes you can make that don't involve directly counting calories, but still put you in a calorie deficit. I love all of these methods. They're a little less direct than actually here are my calories. I'm now eating these calories, but they do the same thing. They put you in a calorie deficit. Again, I still do like the idea of tracking for a time to help you with your education. All right, I'm gonna be a little bit more of a straight shooter and I am gonna answer Jenny's question specifically, which is do I have to count protein or can I just count calories? First of all, you don't have to do anything you don't want, but it is very, very important to track the protein because of what Sam said about, you know, it keeps you full, it helps maintain your muscle mass while dieting. It is one of the issues that I have with programs like Weight Watchers where people are just counting points. Yes, that is putting you in a calorie deficit, but you could be eating, I don't know, 
20 points a day of just popcorn and apples. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes, you're in a calorie deficit, but you're probably going to be hungry as hell. Uh, you're going to be losing muscle mass in the process. So it is important to track the protein. If there's any macronutrient for you to be tracking along with overall calories, I would say protein would be the one. Now, that being said, and again, this is if you are choosing to track what the other lady said about finding ways to get into the calorie deficit without actually counting macros, all great advice, but if macro tracking is what you want to do, the one thing that I like to suggest is tracking the protein, tracking the overall calories, and then letting the fats and the carbs fall where they may. So for general population, this is a really good strategy. It kind of makes things a little bit simpler and it allows you to eat more of the foods that you really enjoy. So for me, I love carbs. I would definitely skew my calories to a higher carb approach. Some people really like fats and that works fine. I feel like unless you are a you know top level like figure competitor who needs to get super shredded for the stage, like at the end of the day, it's not really gonna matter. So pick the macros that you enjoy eating most, get that protein target on track, um, and then you can divide it up from there. Yeah. I, can I say one more thing too that you just, just kind of touched upon is um, don't feel like you have to have it all figured out right off the bat. Like you can start by just tracking calories and then you can start tracking protein and then you can get more and more meticulous as you go in. So just don't get, don't let the fear of being like perfect or trying to like nail this tracking thing perfectly start, uh, stop you from starting in the first place. So I started by just tracking my general calories. Like this is way back. I didn't even know that protein mattered and I didn't die, you know, like I didn't lose all my muscle, but then very shortly after that, I did start tracking protein and then I saw more significant results. So start where you are and don't feel like you got to do it all right, right at the bat. Just start somewhere. Word. <laughs> all right. That wraps up another Tuesday Q and a of the decades of strength podcast. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. We love answering them. And if you want to get your answer episode or answer, <laughs> Oh my gosh, answered on another episode. Go ahead and submit your questions to us. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.